Dave, looking at your uh, at your at your bio, uh, you've done some absolutely incredible things. Uh, you've had an amazing life, actually. But the the bio starts off with around about ninety uh, one, talking about you know the kind of the end of the alarm, and there's quite a famous tale about that about kind of Mike uh, leaving the band. Prior to that, it, you know, well, you you were a musician before kind of any of them, weren't you? Uh, well, I can't say that I, that that I actually formed the alarm, but. I started playing. Oh, I started playing from a very early age. You know, um, I came from parents uh, parents with a bit bit of a musical background in uh, in uh, flamenco guitar playing that sort of thing. You know, yeah. they were a band, but they were called something else. Is that right? And you, but you were all in the same area. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Well, um, let's see. I, I, I met Twister drummer way back. You know, mm. before we were in our teens. You know, and. Um, Twist moved to uh, North Wales, uh, you know, around about 12, 13 years old, and I sort of followed him down there. Uh, and, you know, around about, I don't know, when we were about 15, something like that, um, the four, four, four of us were in different bands and stuff, and um, we'd all met up, and we were all aware of the bands that were, you know, I'd go and see Mike and his band and Eddie and his band, and they'd come and watch... Uh, uh, twisting myself playing and eventually we we kind of all okay. somehow fell together and, uh, and 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 you know i guess we were the only ones left standing in north wales who were kind of it, you know ready to do something you know yeah and obviously you, you know you had tremendous success with the alarm um what's what's your um what's your relationship with with with, with the guys from the band now including mike are you still on sort of okay terms with them now all this time yeah, later we're all talking obviously it was it was um you know, it's a heavy thing to go through a band breakup. You know, yeah. but it's, you know, but uh, we're, you know, there's there's plenty of water under the bridge, and um, and uh, and we're all, you know, we're all talking. Um, uh, it's it's been great going out on the road with Mike occasionally. We've had some fabulous times. Uh, 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 you know, I'll go go around and and uh, and we'll play together sometimes, and uh, I'll I'll open up shows he's playing sometimes and uh, we, we have a great time making music together oh that's good that's good good to hear that because obviously uh, mike was pretty unwell as well wasn't he i, I dare say you uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah but, uh, but uh, you know uh, you you wouldn't know it to see him out on stage he's uh, he's just so full of energy it's it's it, it's a fine thing to bell hall yeah, um, yeah, he's he's always been a, a big a big character and well, well thought of character in in, in Welsh um, music and worldwide really. Um, oh, what the finest frontman ever! You know, he's yeah. a great singer and 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 uh, you know he he just does magical stuff out there. It's great. What was the situation with the writing on the songs? In Dave, you co-wrote a lot of the stuff for the alarm, didn't you? Uh, we had various different partnerships within the band, and uh, you know we. Uh, but we, we all did a bit of writing here and there, and um, uh, and and uh, you know you just have to look at the records, I guess, and figure out who did what, when, where, and how. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you still play some of that stuff yourself in, as part of your show at all? Um, I don't generally um, find that uh, 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 people ask me a lot uh, for, to play alarm songs, and. Uh, um, you know, I'll, I'll play songs that, that I, I had actually sung on. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's a funny thing. Um, 
when I'm on stage and when the band's on stage and when Mike's out there doing his thing, everything makes total sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, sometimes folks have asked me to, to sing some of the songs that Mike sings on. And uh, I'm out there and it kind of, it just, it's weird, man. It just makes absolutely no sense at all. But it's like, it's like you know, what, what Mike sings is what's in his head, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. And uh, so it's, it's, it's a bit like trying to climb into somebody else's head, you know? Yes. Uh, and so, so I find that, uh, you know, I, I find that quite difficult to do. And, and so, I, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of, you know, lent away from it for that, you know? Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally and uh, understand that. What's, what do you think, uh, um, I mean, we'll move on to you, obviously going to move on to you very, very soon. Um, what's, what do you think the legacy of The Alarm is uh, as, as a kind of uh, a band? Because it just seems to be one of those bands, which I'm sure you're very proud to have been so, so much a part of, that have a kind of massive uh, kind of cultural status, really. Well, I, I think that... Um, I, I think that... Um, the fact that we've not really got back together as a band since since we broke up, I think that's been a good thing. Um, I think what we managed to achieve as a band was, you know, um, we we managed to to keep it straight from the heart all the, all the way along. We 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 never really allowed ourselves to get sidetracked into, uh, you know, into kind of. Um, uh, you know, a, a sort of popular kind of a thing. You know, mm, mm. Um, uh, for us, it was all, it was always about uh, it was always about the feeling that that folks who who appreciate the band had, and it was it was kind of like a, a two way thing. You know, it was it was a beautiful experience, and I think the fact that we managed to. Um, to avoid getting drawn away from that into into sort of mm, compromising sort of popularity, if you like. Yes. Um, uh, and I think, folks, uh, it continually amazes me how much respect there is out there for the band, and 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 it, and it's a wonderful thing to um, to know that that feeling is still out there. Uh, and I think the fact that it's that it's kind of still here it, it is a wonderful thing and, and yes you know a testament in its own right I suppose. yeah 30 30 years later 30 years <laughs> later yeah wow it hasn't been long has it oh my goodness <laughs> 30 years this year i think isn't it yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that yeah um w- w- once once uh you know that the alarm thing kind of came to an end um you were still you know fairly kind of young and whatever you headed for the states uh, but uh, as far as I can see, and uh, really interestingly, um, kind of interesting. How did you originally establish yourself in the states? Because I think you did an awful lot of touring and playing, didn't you? Um, that's right. Um, I I, uh, I I started off um, in in the New York area and uh, touring up and down uh, with the, with the fellows who played on an album I did called Hard Traveling. Hmm. Uh, they, they were all based in, in the sort of New Jersey uh, tri-state area so uh, um, I first kind of went over there and, and, and hung out it, it was great to I mean it was a great band to, to play with um, you know 
everybody was very intuitive you know we did very little rehearsing or anything like that you know <laughs> we just seemed to be able to play together without thinking about it too much um and i had a great opportunity to to play at the earth day festival over there yes uh, which was one of the first earth, earth days i think and and that was amazing and shortly after that i got i got asked to um to perform uh, in New York, uh, in Central Park in New York, uh, at a at a a show celebrating what would have been eighty years of of, of Woody Guthrie, you know. Yeah, how amazing is that? I beg your pardon. That's amazing, isn't it? It it was an amazing day. Uh, I mean, there were so many great people there, um, and it, and it was great to be able to uh, to. to um, to show appreciation for Woody Guthrie's music like that. He's a very, very important artist, you know? Yes. I mean, looking at that, I've got I've got the bio in front of me, Dave, and, uh, you know, you played alongside, you know, Billy Bragg as well, known for his kind of political consciousness, Arlo Guthrie, obviously connections with, major connections with, with Woody, and Pete Seeger and people like this, and even Jesse Jackson. There's a big um, paradigm of credibility and it, social it, consciousness it, it, there, isn't there? It was a it was a great meeting of the minds. Uh, I remember I got there around about lunchtime, and uh, the first person I saw there was Billy, and I <laughs> I really had no idea who was going to be there. And we kind of like had a big kind of family hug and all like that. And uh, it turned out to be a spectacularly magical, wonderful day, uh, and a great meeting of minds. What about? Um if you look at that event and those people, because you've almost like a family dynasty there, haven't you, really, of kind of working class consciousness, really, with, with uh, Woody Guthrie, Pete Seeger and Arlo, et cetera, and Billy Bragg to some extent. Um, where, where, you know, in terms of these days in, in songwriting, Dave, do you think there's any room for uh, people to get messages across in the same kind of way as now, or have those times just gone? I think there's always plenty of room. Uh, it's a question of whether the artists are allowed to do that these days. You know, they'd probably get booted off their labels because everything yeah. seems so safe and uh, and like that. You know, I think um, I think you know that uh, that uh, these days the, the, the rap singers are, are, are holding the fort on that. But I think I think I think in terms of um, uh, you know the, the music that's around. I, I think there's still bags of room for people to let the, make their voices heard uh, about you know about about things that are important out there. You know. Yeah, because obviously with, with, with Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger, you know, it was it was almost like folk songs, wasn't it? You know, people's songs, folk songs, sharing you know communication. I guess we won't get back to that, but I hope you're right in what you're saying about that, and you're spot on as well. I think what you said there about um, I mean, um, some of the, the grime culture, you know, that's kind of street music these days, isn't it? It's interesting how it's changed, really. It, it, it is. And, and, you know, there are people out there who, who are um, singing about stuff, you know, which, which is great. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th I think people, people uh, are always going to be kind of hungry to hear things reflected that, that they're going through, you know. I hope so. Um, the guy comes up quite a lot in your in your bio. Well, absolutely confessed, didn't know a lot about, but what an incredible guy, uh, Bob Johnston, the producer. Yeah. Um, well, he was actually uh, slated to produce um, 
uh, the 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 Roar album by the Alarm. Yeah. And uh, we we ended up um, one one we we'd never had an opportunity to produce ourselves, and, and we felt like that we had enough. Um, you know enough on board to be able to do that mm. and so um after the uh, after we stopped touring after the the brixton show i had an opportunity to make a record and i called baba and uh and he was very excited to hear from me which was great and and that that was just such a marvelous thing uh and i ended up going to visit with him in uh, nashville and we hit it off immediately uh, and of course all the artists that, that bob's Worked with, I had a great amount of respect for, and 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 and, a, 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 and felt an affinity for. You know, people like Leonard Cohen and uh, Willie Nelson, uh, and obviously, you know, the maestro himself, Bob Dylan. You know, yeah. Uh, and so, um, for me, it was a great uh, uncovering of de a demystifying of of of, uh, of things. Uh, and yeah. uh, I, I ended up having a uh, Bob and I ended up working together for about ten years. After that, uh, we we made uh, we made hard traveling together. Yes. Uh, we made another album called Downtown America. Yes. Together. Um. Uh, and and it 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 was a it was a fantastic learning experience. It was a fantastic spiritual experience. Uh, and. Um, and, and I'm just so so honoured to have had the time that I had with Bob. You know, it's fantastic. It's amazing, magic. Because he, he passed away a few years ago, didn't he? But I, I read um, uh, uh, an article written at the time. I think it might have been Rolling Stone magazine talking about him. And uh, you could see straight away that Bob was someone you probably wouldn't argue with, and pretty pretty strong opinions. Well, one thing that I really um, respected Bob for that. He, he he allowed me to understand that um, that um, record, the record company doesn't always have the right idea. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is to make the music from your heart hmm. and let the record company sort it out after that. You know, you, you you know, and in that way you remain true to yourself as an artist. Yes, and I, I imagine. Uh... I don't know. This is a wild guess. I'm guessing that Bob, um, with the kind of people he'd worked with, also empathised with some of the kind of political uh, philosophy that was going on too. Oh yeah, Bob was was a very political animal. You know, uh, he, he had opinions on just about everything political. You know, and he wasn't afraid to <laughs> to make his opinion. No. Uh, you know, uh, and and it, and and you know that. When I was working with him in the studio, there was always that sort of electricity there. You know, it was always in the here and now, um, which gave everything a sort of immediacy to it. Um, I mean, everything that we recorded together, we would record live in the studio, uh, and then we would add to that. You know, we would, uh, mm. you know, we had we had a we we had so many great musicians come in and and uh, and contribute to what what we were trying to do. Um, which again was another amazing thing about you know about working with Bob. It was just such a, such a such a great experience. You know. What What about the um, Johnny Cash? Of course, uh, Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. Did Did you get to meet those guys? And have... I, I got to I, I got to uh, meet Willie uh, 
and uh, play with him a lot. Um, wow. Uh, we ended up playing Farm Aid together. Yeah. Um, in New Orleans, which was which was brilliant. Um, uh, Willie came in and, and recorded uh, with us in in um, when we were at, uh, when we were in Nashville uh, wow. uh, and stuff. Uh, and then we we um, we we did a track for Second Harvest, which was uh, going uh, which was uh, that recording was going to be on Downtown America, um, but we uh, Bob's idea was to 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 get it out there and get it to folks like Johnny Cash and and uh, and a number of other folks, Carl Perkins and a number of other folks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, so. So we gave that particular recording to the Second Harvest people, and uh, and I did I did a recording of the same song on a second session that I did in San Francisco, um, but it it was a, it was great working with Willie. It, what a, what a what a supreme um, what a supreme artist. I, I mean, there are no words basically, are there? He played Glastonbury, didn't he? Uh, actually, um, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, a few years back, and uh, I mean, I've never met the guy, obviously, but I, um, he came across as being very kind of uh, idiosyncratic, but probably very likable. Is is that what he was like in real life? Um, really, really charming. Uh, absolutely, um, you know, humble and and. Yeah. Uh, and uh, wonderful to be around you know uh it, it was great to play with them at the uh at, in new orleans at the farm aid thing there were no rehearsals for it you know <laughs> um i was just standing on the side of the stage yeah i knew i was going to be playing with him yeah uh, and uh, just standing on the side of the stage and then all of a sudden he just kind of brought me on and that's it we wow. it, we were off and running uh, and a fantastic uh, group of musicians he has with him as well. Absolutely amazing. I don't know if you've seen the program, Dave, about about Nashville recently, all about uh, songwriters. It's on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, th I think I might have done. You know. Uh, if you if you haven't, I'll send you the link because of, you know, from for you to see it would be totally it made nearly made me cry. So. A number of shows uh, uh, about Nashville songwriting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, spending some time in Nashville was an experience. You know, yeah. uh, got to meet a whole bunch of people. Um, uh, you know, there's like a there's like a, uh, there's a big family of, of, of uh, folks there, uh, uh, writers and musicians and stuff. And, I remember I'd, I'd got an opportunity to play the, the Bluebird Cafe. Um, oh, yeah. One of the central places in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, when I was very first kind of beginning the solo uh, uh, thing, you know. And uh, that that was that was a great experience, kind of the new boy in town, you know. Yeah, that, that gets mentioned in the program. It also says that, you know, you go into local cafes and bars or, you know, the petrol station, just about everyone is a musician, you know. <laughs> That's right. You just take your guitar along, and nine times out of ten, you'll be sitting in on somebody's show. You know. Wow. Uh, I've, 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 I've never been to the states, Dave, but I think Nashville's gone to the top of my list now. So, we'll see. Oh, it's, it, yeah. it, it's, it's an amazing place. Amazing place. What's you've you've talked about a fair few things here now. What, what would you say? I think this might be a difficult question. Is there anything apart from what you've mentioned so far, but you, which is kind of a really kind of special? 
memory to you, a special gig or somebody you met or, you know, just one day, uh, you know? Well, um, I, 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 uh, I, I got back to uh, the UK in uh, 2002. I'd, I'd been in New Orleans for about 10 years. Huh. And um, I hooked up with, uh, with an agent friend of mine. And um, he invited me up to a, a blues festival and uh, and um i met i met i met the frankie miller band up there oh yeah and a chap, and a chap called henry mcculloch who, who who played uh who played with joe cocker at woodstock mm. um and um um this agent friend of mine hooked, hooked hooked henry and myself up together and we ended up forming a band together uh, uh which was a, a band that that we wanted to celebrate the music of Woody Guthrie. So uh, we put together a really nice collection of musicians. Uh, Henry was on guitar, Zoot Money was on uh, wow. keyboard. Uh, Colin Allen from Stone the Crows is on the drums, and, yeah. um, uh, and Paul from the blues band was on the bass. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but meeting Henry, meeting Henry at, at, that, at, at, at that point, for both of us was was a a wonderful experience i ended up going to stay with him in ireland for about a month wow uh and um you know it, it was great to share a sense of spirit there uh and and that that was that was very important uh, uh to to the direction i was going in and the direction I'm still going in now, you know, that brought a, an amazing sense of longevity to what what I was trying to put into the music, you know. Yes, and looking, I mean, that that's you know, that's uh, just magical, really, isn't it? You know, that's always going to be part of you. Um, but looking at the description of you as an artist, I'm guessing you've answered this before, but it's quite eclectic, isn't it? The stuff you do. Um, looking here from uh, the spirit of rock and roll. Uh, folk and blues, rock, country and punk, uh, whole whole mix of stuff. You know, wh where where would you position yourself, or are you? Do you see yourself covering well, I, various territories? Yeah, it's just Dave Sharp music. You know, I really <laughs> have. It is what it is. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, in what you know, why should you be pigeonholed? It's probably maybe maybe it's, it's a health, healthier not to. Can I ask you about a song which I, I have not heard yet, but I, I'm going to later today? Uh, Joey the Joan? Uh, yeah, I, I wrote that uh, uh, while I was staying in uh, staying in New Jersey uh, around about 19, uh, 1991 when I got there, uh, uh, when I first arrived over there. Uh, and uh, as usual, there was, there was uh, you know, a lot of, well... Um, it, it was about an incident that happened on a on a on a, on a riot in, uh, in in New York City, and I, I just kind of wanted to to write about that. Um, I, I had um, I'd become aware of a of a of a of a senator in North Carolina called Jesse Helms, huh. and, and there was still a lot of race stuff going on. Uh, and and uh, he was kind of at the centre of that, um, uh, and uh, and and, I, and as all this stuff unfolded in New York, I, you know, I just I felt like you know I, I've got to do something here, you know. So so I kind of um, I kind of decided to write something about it, you know. 
Yeah, so I'll have to do my homework later on and listen to it. But I kind of liked, I liked the, uh, you know, looking at what the lyrical content was about. And it's admirable, you know, to write stuff about that. Like we talked about earlier, so easy for... It's some... kind of one of those situations where you kind of have to write about it, you mm, know. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, was it Neil Young's done sort of similar stuff over the years, hasn't he, in, in that way, I suppose? Well, Neil's a great artist, uh, you know, uh, a great artist with a great conscience, you know, and, um, you know, if there's something needs saying, he's not afraid to say it. No, he doesn't really care, does he? <laughs> I think he played Farm Aid as well, doesn't he? Is that, am, I right, am I right in thinking that? I think so. Might be. Uh, he, he's done a Farm Aid, yeah. He yeah, was one yeah. of the founders of Farm Aid along with Willie, you know. Um, I was lucky enough to get to play with Willie and uh, with uh, Neil Young in, oh, wow. in, in New York City. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were mixing the Electric Folklore um, album uh, in New York and we, were pl- we had a show to do at the Ritz and... Um, and uh, uh, Neil, uh, Neil had popped by to see us, you know, and um, and uh, so we managed to drag him on stage, you know. We, <laughs> <laughs> and he was quite reluctant at first, but, um, yeah. but I, you know, I said to him, "Look, you know, I'll just get up there, man. It's going to be beautiful." And uh, yeah. I gave him the I gave him the guitar I was using, um, uh, the, uh, the 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 one I play on. I used to play on strings, you know. Hmm. And uh, he walked on stage and put the guitar on. He threw his hand in the strings and he looked around at me and his jaw pretty much hit the floor and a big smile came on his face, you know. Uh, and he was right into it after that, you know. Oh, that's great. The Neil, Young, the Neil Young sneakers were, <laughs> were banging <laughs> on the stage. And uh, wow. we, we, had a great, uh, 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 we had a great time up there. Uh, uh, and we did, we did a version of Rockin' in the Free World and that after that, uh-huh. kind of Rockin' in the Free World was... Uh, you know, you know, we we you know we spoke about recording it, and Neil was totally up for that, uh, and it found its way onto the Raw album. Yeah, fantastic! Wow, I never heard that story before. It's a great story. Uh, Neil Neil Young's book is uh, is 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 a, is a great read as well. Just uh, what a, what a character! I've read that one. I must get a hold of it. It's absolutely fantastic. He talks about being out on his boat, and he's got the one barn is you know he's got two halves of stereo going on with his barns. And he's thinking, I've got to move. I've got to move the sound from that barn a little bit. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, um, we stayed up at Neil's ranch. Okay. Um, around about nineteen eighty-seven, I think it was. Hmm. And um, and uh, got a got a chance to 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 visit his studio, you know. Yeah. And uh, wow, you know, <laughs> I mean, it it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can say. You know, it's absolutely amazing. It's nice when you meet people like that. It must be really nice for you, Dave. I guess when you meet somebody like that and you kind of hit it off, because sometimes you you wonder, you know, the people who are so established, they might be a bit odd in real life, you know. Well, you know, I think everybody's kind of regular, you know. Hmm. Uh, but it's great to be able to share ideas and, and uh, uh, you know, and bounce ideas backwards and forwards. And, uh, you know, it, it, it helps to, to find a sort of collective voice, if you like. Yes. Um, what are you writing about at the moment, uh, Dave? And what have you been writing about during this horrific lockdown period? Well, um I've been, I've been kind of branching. I've been stretching out a little bit, and uh, hmm. you know, doing stuff that may not necessarily find its way onto a record, but 
uh, just experiment uh, experimenting a little bit and uh, and it's it's been nice not to have to in one way it's been nice not to have to be out there playing shows and, and making records um, you know because you, I, I've had a chance to sort of look at different directions you know and that's been really interesting and what's the plan with gigs uh, well at, at this point I'm just really itching to get back on the road you know uh, huh. uh, I must play I've, I've missed playing some so very much over the past 12 months uh, it, it's been very cool doing a lot of uh, online type of uh, things you know hmm. um, uh, podcasts and things like that you know um, uh, but you know nothing beats uh, nothing beats uh, sharing sharing space with folks who've uh, come to watch you play you know what what kind of date do you have figuratively in mind do you think when you might be realistically able to get out there and do it again well I'm thinking uh, there seems to be a general feeling around that uh, that uh, mid September October might might be a good time. I know there's a few things happening uh, over the summer, uh, but I think that uh, that that, um, that things will start to gather some momentum round ra- about late September October time, from what I can see so far. You know. Yeah, I've but, got... you know, as soon as we're allowed, as soon as we're allowed to travel. Um, there's some recording sessions I have in mind, uh, and just to get back into the swing of, of sharing, uh, sharing space with with musicians and artists, and and just generally blowing the cobwebs out, basically. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic to just walk onto a stage again, isn't it? It's going to be amazing. Uh, you know, I think for everybody, you know, I think folks are itching to yeah, get out there and yeah. see some live music again. You know. Yeah. Well, let's all we all look forward to that. Um, and Dave, thanks so much for doing this today. Really do appreciate it. It's uh, been a real pleasure talking with you, Steve. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Dave.